Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Well, hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and I am your hunk. I'm Doge and I am your hunk. And I'm Carter and I'm your hunk. We're all hunks because we did it. Because we did it. We made it all the way through. It's this was over. massive. We're hunks it's because done. we now believe in magic. We do. Well, we believe in it. Some of us do. We believe of magic. We, we believe of magic. <clears throat> magic and tricks. Hmm. Guys, it's over. It's over. There's some sadness. There's some relief. Yeah. There's some. I can't say enough about how mind opening this was. I viewed these series in different in different Absolutely. ways. Absolutely. Like Completely. totally different perspective getting to watch through Harry Potter and all the Middle Earth movies, I guess we'll call the franchise that. Sure. Uh watching through Harry Potter and Middle Earth back to back in this way. So strange. Really awesome. I really, really enjoyed this. It, yeah. It definitely colored the lens of each other for me. Yeah, it was you saying like impossible not to compare. Yeah. Yeah. Really I totally was. get that. I get that in a too. lot of different ways. It really was. And it, I, while I do feel the weight of magic off of my shoulders and the weight of jingle bells on them, I am so many bells. I am missing already these worlds of magic. I think. Yeah. yeah. This has been an, an interesting thing for us to do. Cause this is, I mean, aside from MCU, I guess, but this is the first time that the current iteration of our podcast has watched like, Hey, these are stories that mean a lot to us and are very important to us. And we take these very seriously. So maybe we've been a little light on goofs and a little heavy on, no, you have to understand the magic is real. It's inside you the whole time. (laughs) But these are important to us. And I think, I think that's a cool thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm ready to get back to the silly goosies, but we have to wrap this up now. We sure do. So, uh, anybody have any suggestions? I've I've got an idea for how we can wrap this up. Yeah. Um, 
So when before we began to believe in magic, even mm-hmm. slightly, mm-hmm. we believed in cars. We did, and that was that was sort of our bread and our butter. Mm. Correct. Uh, when we were transitioning from cars to magic, um, we selected each of us a road trip companion from each of these franchises right. to go on a cross country road trip with us. Do you guys remember who you picked? I do. I do too. Okay. Um, let's go around the table. Jordan, we'll start with you, then Carter, then me. Um, we'll say who we selected at first and then has your opinion of those characters changed? Would you pick somebody different now? So Jordan, why don't you go and start? I chose Samwise Gamgee and Sirius Black and, uh, I would stay the same. I stand by my answer. Yeah. I think that they would both be wonderful road trip companions, both in emotional and battle support. I chose Hagrid and Treebeard. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Here's the thing. Can you imagine how fascinated Hagrid would be with Treebeard? Right. Though? That I think that's maybe what it came from. And it just seemed shape-wise funny. Yeah. <laughs> it just looked funny. Uh, Treebeard would be a snooze fest. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to take him anymore. Though I, I wish there was a, another hypothetical to where I could just have them meet each other. I would still hold on to that. Like just to where it's like we Hagrid can, and we can say that Hagrid brings your Harry Potter character and Treebeard brings your Middle Earth character to the airport to meet you. Okay, where you guys are flying and then renting a car. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So they still meet each other. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Um, I wish. Is it? Does it? Can can we say that the Weasley twins are one character? Oh, that's yeah. Tough. That's fine. That's fine. It seems like. Hey, uh, guess what? Uh-huh. It's our podcast. We could do whatever we want. I'm going to say yes, Carter. You okay, then if we can do that, because I got my foot in that door, can we also say that Marianne Pippin are one character? <laughs> sure. Oh, that feels like even trip. more of a Guys, stretch. how fun would that road trip be? That would be the best road trip in the Mary whole world. Mary Pippin and, and that, George and Rod Weasley? That road trip sounds like a nightmare. You're going to run out of gas <laughs> so fast. <laughs> I think I'd have fun. We could pop, We could probably die. but it would You be, would die. For that two minutes of it being perfect, it would be worth it. I chose uh, I chose Legolas and Harry Potter, um, <laughs> and I insulted both of them <laughs> because I said I would get tired of driving, and I would tell Legolas only a really strong elf can drive this car, and he would do it. And I would say to Harry Potter only somebody brave can drive this car, and he would do it. Um, I love that. And I, I realized that it says more about me than it does about these characters. <laughs> You just don't like driving long distances. I think it just means that I'm a jerk. So I think I would pick, I would totally leave those guys behind. I would take Sam and Ron with me because I really think I needed to be surrounded by good influences. By, by some redhead homies? By some by good influences who would tell me how to be a good friend. Yeah. Um, and maybe the three of us could uh, start a podcast, me and two of my, my two new friends. Why would my better friends start a podcast where we review episodes of this podcast? Hey, Carter, can you hear me right now? Yeah. I'm wondering. When he when he does something, oh, go ahead. Does it hurt you the way that it hurts me? Yeah, when for he sure. Does this? Because when he says that, I'm just wondering what madness drove him in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a good way to end this part. So, Carter, I believe that part. you had something that. Yeah, let's just let's just fully segment the episode yeah. just like That's that. A good, it's a new podcasting strategy I'm trying where I don't really care how things end. <laughs> if I just as long as curtain. I announce that they're over, that means they end well. Sure, yes. sure. This part's over. Here's the next part. Carter, I believe that you said that you had something you wanted to discuss. Right. I have a list for you of some characters that would not even cross our minds to take 
on a road trip. I, I'm always, and I've mentioned it before, I'm fascinated with villains. Maybe that's why Silence of the Lambs is my favorite movie of all time, because I think the layers to, well, yeah, uh, the layers to Lecter is crazy. And, yeah. and anyways, um, the villains make the movie and they make the franchise. So I've got a list of the top five, and this was in my opinion. Uh, and it, I think it it's because it's a movie podcast, it's how they were portrayed. And so I have the top five villains of Do You Believe in Magic? Okay. okay. We'll okay. start from five to one. Yeah, uh, and I'm I can have some stuff to back it up for you guys if you need it. Uh, you can decide if you agree. We're not trying to all make our own top five, uh, but I would I'd love your opinions on this. Okay, okay. Number five for me is Sauron. Okay, he is the number five villain because I think not necessarily changed the narrative, but the story would have changed a lot if he had simply just decided to do what he was supposed to do from the beginning to protect middle earth. Okay. Because there was, there was an allusion to the fact that especially with the white council, I mean, he's up there with Galadriel and Elrond and stuff. If he had been a good guy, you know, but then, but then he heads up and essentially becomes the lackey, you know, the number one henchman to Sauron. I will tell you that I did make my own top five and he is also my number five. Okay, great. So Sauron is my number five. Okay. Number four for me I'm going to, because I've been bunching up all sorts of stuff with the Weasleys and Marion Pippin, I'm going to call number four uh, the faceless ones. Uh, Dementors and Ringwraiths are number four for me. Okay. Uh, Just because I love how creative it was on both sides, um, that somehow they're kind of blank slates, but they're not. Like they have an emotion. Uh, It's one emotion. They're kind of static, but in a way that's terrifying. Yeah. Number three for me is Voldemort. He is also my number three. And it's because Ray Fiennes does such a good job with this performance. And again, uh, Christopher Lee does a good job too with yeah. Saruman. That's part of the whole, the whole thing. I think, I think Voldemort is terrifying. Um, I think he's gross. I think I want nothing yep. to do with him. I would never have a, a figure or a poster of him. I wouldn't own it because I hate him so much. Yep. Yeah. Number two for me is the one ring. Okay. I'm counting the ring. Hmm. As a villain. As a villain. Okay. It's creative influence through literature as being an object, but not being an object. Yeah. The fact that it has a mind and you could almost, you could almost package up Sauron in this because it is, it is bound to eventually get back. It feels like an inspiration for Horcruxes. Yes. My number one villain in all of the, do you believe in magic series is Dolores Umbridge. Okay. (laughs) Um, In portrayal and in she's, so awful. I have a small snippet of like an article for you, not necessarily an article because uh, Mariah, who I'd mentioned before is kind of like my Potterhead friend feels the same way. And she kind of went on this rabbit trail of like, why do I hate? And then she found other people that are like, I hate Dolores more than Voldemort in the series. I, I, I hate Umbridge more than Voldemort. And so I'll read you a quick snippet on this. Okay. So uh, this one girl who's actually uh, very literate and wrote this awesome review on why. So she said, I tried to explain my hatred of Umbridge. Isn't that she's full of traditionally feminine attributes. It's that she's lawful evil. Okay. And so lawful evil is something taken from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. If you did an alignment chart, no one would represent lawful evil more than Umbridge. I don't think there's ever been a character that better sums up lawful evil. And to me, lawful evil is the most terrifying and disturbing evil that there is. To me, lawful evil is the stuff that gets thousands of people killed while the person responsible walks away feeling like they did their duty. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) 
Evil forces like Bellatrix and Voldemort are fairy tales. They're the bad guys a good guy can chase away with a sword or a wand. Umbridge is the evil that really does lurk in the hearts of men and women. The realness, the plausibility of it makes her amazingly uncomfortable. Yeah, it's good. I thought wow. that was yeah. spot on. There was yeah. something about her that made me more uncomfortable because she did not feel like fairy tale. Yeah. It's because this kind of person can exist. And so she was my number one villain. I thought, and we brought up too, I think we, did we all super pump yes. that portrayal yes. when we first saw it? Yeah, him? we did. And I, I want to I hit you with my top five very quickly, not as, not, okay. not as in-depth as yours, but because they were similar and different. Number five, Saruman, easy. Number four, Lucius Malfoy. I think he's a dirty <laughs> boy. He's a jerk. I think he's a dirty boy and a jerk and he wants to kill children. That's and funny. I don't like that at all. Number three for me is also Voldemort. Okay. Number two is Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, she's high. Number one for me is Gollum. Gollum, I understand, plays both sides, and I understand that he is in some ways an unwilling participant, but he is, in the same way that the ring for you is the embodiment of evil, he is the embodiment of the ring's evil for me. He is oh, what good. can happen when you let yourself fully succumb to that evil. And so Gollum is the most menacing force in any of these movies for Is me. Gollum Snape? Are they the same kind of story? I don't think so. No, I is, don't his, so. is Snape's ring jealousy? I think Snape is almost anti-Gollum. Okay. Where his, his, the thing he held on to caused him to do the right thing. Hmm. That's interesting. And now on to a new piece of content. I'm trying this thing where I give really good, clear transitions so our listeners don't get lost. Yeah, you're doing a really great job. Thanks. So we are comparing these two series. When I think comparing, I think blank versus blank. So here's what I have. Who did it better? Oh, okay. 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 Who did it better? I've got uh, seven or eight things for you guys. It will start by being kind of silly, but then it gets to a little more serious things. But I want to say first, who did it better? Uh, faceless henchmen. This is Harry Potter's version of this are uh, Dementors. And then in Lord of the Rings, it is Ring Wraiths. Again, this is based on the movies. Who did it better? I'm going to go Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter. Ooh. Okay. So we're on the middle on that. Do you want to have any kind of rebuttal between those two? Why you think or... I don't care what he says. Okay, cool. Yeah, I pretty much um, know what his reasoning is. Who did it better? Uh, Computer-generated images, CGI. Oh. Does that include Voldemort's nose? Because that's the most convincing digital effect in Harry Potter. It, can, it, it, it includes looks, everything. It looks phenomenally real. Uh, everything as a that whole. That one's really tough. Uh, I'm going to have to go Lord of the Rings on that one for me. I actually think I have to go Harry Potter because the first three of the Lord of the Rings series were garbage except for Smaug, who was amazing and maybe the best visual effect I've ever seen. So, oh! you're, so you're saying you would take you would take the dungeon troll over the Narnia background. Oh, yeah. You would take you would take Shrek over a CG sunset. Yep. Okay. On the CGI yep. note, who did transformation better. I'm, I'm talking about it. I'm going to give you two specific examples. Lupin transforming into a werewolf, that scene that we get, and then uh, Bjorn transforming into, oh, a, into bear. a bear. Easy Lord of the Rings takes this for me. Yes. Well, gosh, I don't know. I'm going to have to go Lupin. I, I'm actually really partial to that transformation. I think it's okay. really cool. Gotcha. So who did a destiny sword better? Um, the sword that Aragorn would get that was forged again, or uh, the sword of Godric Gryffindor from Lord, Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. Okay. That sword, it's still sharp. Yeah. Uh, who did it better on resurrection? Overall, we're talking Gandalf coming back from the dead versus for Harry. Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter coming right back. Harry Lord Potter did it better. What? Because it is explained. If we're talking about the movies, it makes sense in a movie situation. We, we just had a conversation early. where we said it was not explained very well. Because he has, 
I think it's because we know that he has the Deathly Hallows. He's the master of death. Yeah, it, well, it's explained Gandalf, a little more clearly. Gandalf didn't wiggle tumble out of a giant's arms when he woke up from dead, so Ooh. I'm sticking with Lord of the Rings. That's true, but he did have that weird Christopher Lee mixed voice effect thing. I'd rather that than, than beach chair wiggle. Who did it better? Evil. Both series, movie <sighs> representations of evil and all those that encompass oh, it. Oh, man. It has to be Lord of the Rings for me. I think Lord of the Rings better illustrates the kind of seductive side of evil yeah. that entices people into yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, who did elves better? We're talking about the difference between house elves and elves from Lord of the Rings. Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. Okay. Because that's the archetype. Yeah. That's the archetype that other fantasy, that's the archetype that Rowling is bucking whenever she writes house elves. Here's one that's not as easy. Wizards. <laughs> who does wizards better? Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? I'm going to go Harry Potter because we go so in-depth. I think Harry Potter because while not adequately explained, it is explained even a little, and Lord of the Rings is not. We don't really understand what magic is. Yep. Lord of the Rings. Okay. That's it. That was... I'm still Gandalf over Dumbledore, though. Who did it? Right. Yeah, if they were fighting. We should have had a, like a battle royale. Oh, that would, that's Gandalf, a whole podcast episode by Gandalf now. beats Dumbledore for sure. Yeah. Um... Dumbledore's not a flaming fire demon from hell, so... Okay, here's that transition we were talking about earlier. <laughs> this part is over. Oh, gosh. I Can this not <laughs> be a bit... I hate this so much. The final question that I want us to answer is, Desert Island, if you could only bring the entire Harry Potter movie series or the entire Middle Earth movie series, and I mean all of them, which one would you bring? Dang. Yeah. Just the, the movies. movies huh? Just the movies. No books. Dang. So I'll start, and I'll start with sort of my my closing thoughts and they're this I have loved both of these series so much watching them has been a blast I feel like they both have their highs and they both have their lows the first half of the Middle Earth series is trash uh, I mean the Hobbit movies were rough to get through right and um, they finally pay off when you get to the real Lord of the Rings trilogy which of course I love but Harry Potter remains fairly strong all the way through. Um, great characters, the soundtracks to both. I mean, seriously, so much fun to talk about and so much fun to watch. And so that's why my desert Island decision is very difficult for me, but I actually think I'm going to go with Harry Potter. Yeah. Because if I have to bring six to eight movies, I'd rather want to watch over half of them. I'm going to tell you why it's not Harry Potter for me. Reason number one is I really can't do that much Daniel Radcliffe again. That's fair. Um, Because he really did have such a big influence on that series for me. And my next comment might show you that I do feel like collectively those movies were probably better. Because what I'm going to do is, um, so are these movies VHS? Can mine be VHS? Sure. Okay, I'm going to kind of tear apart the Hobbit movies as like kindling. Um, to survive, I, I yeah. want to have the film as maybe something as a binding. There's, I think the most, there's the most useful way to exactly. Enjoy I think these there's movies. a good way to be creative with that, and then save the last three to watch. Sure, but the others will be will will be torn apart um, to use to survive. Okay, because I would I would die faster if I watched them than if I burned them. Sure, physically, of course. Yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with Harry Potter as well. Um, and for pretty much the exact reasons that you said, I hate 50% of the Middle Earth movies. Um, one of them might be the worst movie we've ever watched for this podcast. I think <laughs> Battle of the Five Armies holds a special place far below things like Suicide Squad and Justice League. Now, that's an outrageous thing that you just said. I, I, I find no redeeming qualities in Battle of the Five Armies. Find one in Suicide Squad. 
Uh, oh yeah, it was your favorite movie. Of all yeah, time. no, that's what I'm that. saying. Like it, the entire movie is my Facebook cover page. <laughs> I just removed the audio. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm definitely gonna take Harry Potter if for no other reason than there's more of them. There's more screen time, so uh, I have to repeat them less often, and I'll be driven to insanity even slower. That's fair. Mm, that's definitely fair. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our series wrap for Do You Believe in Magic? Before we end the episode, we wanted to read an email that we got from Vince Kelly. Uh, We recorded this episode early because of the Thanksgiving holidays, but Vince emailed this uh, to us just in time for us to record it and get it out now. And it's a pretty great comparison between the worlds of Hogwarts and of Middle Earth. Vince wrote into us and he said it so well that we're just going to read it in his words. Vince says, I spoke with Carter about this one morning at coffee, and he told me I should write these thoughts down and send them, specifically thoughts around comparing the universes of Harry Potter and Middle Earth and how it may be regressive to do so. I'm in no way arguing that J.K. Rowling is as prolific an author as Tolkien was. The ways in which they wrote were fundamentally different, and Tolkien's work can be considered capital L literature on many accounts. Rowling's work in Harry Potter still had, heads up, opinion coming in as big an impact on the world, though, and therefore her books will live on in a very similar way. They may not be studied by English majors, but I believe the books will live on and will shape fantasy writers for years and years. Different audiences and different methods of writing, but similar effects on the world. Regarding their universes, Tolkien's world building is insanely detailed. We have races, sub-races, languages, dialects, thought-out regions, flora and fauna, religions, and histories. As a linguist himself, these things interested him. It's how he made Middle-earth feel real. But Middle-earth didn't exist. Sure, we had swords, bows, and horses, but everything else he was writing was in a completely fabricated setting. This required descriptors to get our brains to Middle-earth. But Rowling didn't have to do this. Rowling wrote a book in a modern setting, in a world that existed. She set much of it in London or in the countryside of trains right away. We had vehicles, houses that we recognized, trains, jeans, glasses, coffee, and school. She took a world that we were comfortable with and augmented it. She said, it's like school, but magic. It's like prison, but magic. It's like the government, but magic. It's like a bus, but night magic. What made it brilliant is that from the first page, you were comfortable with the setting. London in the 90s, got it. And then she twists it, adding rooms, allies, and wizards, not in a new world, but in ours. I hope some of that made sense. Again, not arguing who's a better writer, but to put Middle Earth against Hogwarts is not apples to apples in my brain. This is Doge talking again, and I know I speak for the other guys when I say that after reviewing these movies and spending a lot of time in these worlds, we're inclined to agree with Vince's assessment. It's not apples to apples in our eyes either. And I hope we've made some of that pretty clear throughout our reviews of these movies. And I hope we made it clear in our Do You Believe in Magic series wrap. So again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with us. And we hope you've had a magical time. Well, now that Do You Believe in Magic is dead and buried in a stone grave on an island outside of Hogwarts, it's time for us to move forward in time to the Christmas season. Let's take the podcast beacon and shoot it into the sky while we scream. 
I'm not going to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dang. So uh, if you listen, <laughs> I wish if you listen to either of our last two episodes, you will know that we are not the last one. We forgot to say it. We did. As we shed the skin that is, do you believe in magic? Matilda Bagshot. Yeah. What? Gross. How Nagini comes You're out gross. of her dead body. You're nasty. Come out of their body. It's time for us to begin anew. A new what, you ask? <laughs> a new series that we have decided to call Deck the Hallmarks. Yes. Two Chunks in a Hunk presents Southern Living presents three of the top Hallmark Channel original Christmas movies of all time. <laughs> I'm yes, and I'm gonna go. We don't do this enough. Shout out to Southern Living and their whole <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. We, we really don't do it enough. Yeah, I I'm mean, pretty sure they invented butter. Pecans. Didn't they invent? They did butter? invent butter. Yeah, they were the first ones. Hang, so stop that. everything. Is that true? No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think <laughs> yeah, it was. That's why you lost. I am doo doo trivia. <laughs> <laughs> you gullible swine. Wow. Yeah, but we'll be watching some Hallmark movies. So I guess tell your moms and grandmas. And your aunts, if you got any aunts, aunts love this stuff. And tell all your aunts, all your aunts. All your aunts, all your aunts. All your uncles, all your ankles. <laughs> Same. Another way that we are celebrating Christmas here on our show, if you leave a new review on iTunes for our podcast and you send a screenshot of that review uh, to our Gmail or if you DM that screenshot to us, we would like to say thank you by sending you a Christmas gift. Yay! Guys, I'm not done yet with the series of uh, like a versus thing. Who did it better? Okay. You ready? Yeah. I've okay. got one more. Subscribers or unsubscribers? Oh, that's, I'm going to have to give that one to subscribers. subscribers to subscribers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if you were to take any two characters with you to the execution of, a, of an unsubscriber. Oh, oh wow. Who would Yikes. you take? Probably the executioner from Harry Potter. Okay. With the big axe. Okay. Yeah. And then probably Denethor because he would build a funeral pyre. Gotcha. I would I would take Hagrid for sure. Okay. Because he seems to have a good grip to rip throats out. Oh, wow. Um, Goodness. And then I would also take the little pixie guys from Harry Potter. Remember yeah. those that are like, boom. Two like a, Harry Potter characters. Yeah. I would take those because it seemed like they like to watch pain. As I yeah. as I rip the throat out. Oh, and you're the oh, you're doing dual throat. Okay. Right. I, the second one, I'm just bringing an audience. Good. If Carter hasn't <clears throat> killed you, please subscribe. Please subscribe. So he won't kill you. He's on a rampage. <laughs> it's atrocious. In honor of our new Deck the Hallmarks series coming in December, I think it's best if we sign off from this final Do You Believe in Magic episode with a fake name. Of a fake Hallmark movie that we think could be real. Some made up ones. So for Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders from An Orthodontist for Christmas. (laughs) I'm Doge, and you probably have seen me in The Christmas Farmer's Wife. And I'm Carter. And if you'll remember, last year I was in Is My Real Dad Under the Tree? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.